morning, everyone. My name is JD, and I'm one of the pastors on team at Pine Lake Covenant Church. Uh, I have the privilege of leading us in prayer this morning, and I'd love to do that. Today is a day of mixed emotions. You know, we're all carrying a lot of different things. For some of us, we've lost loved ones and friends. We've lost our jobs, or we know people who have experienced those things. Uh, there was also an event that happened. Um, it's been catching some national news, the death of Ahmad Arbery. And uh, the injustice and the outrage that has sprung for many people as they are experiencing that has also been heavy. And so in moments like this, I think it's really appropriate for us to come together as a church community and to pray. So this morning, I want to lead us in the Lord's Prayer. And the words are going to be on the screen above. And as I lead us in that prayer, I just invite you to pray this prayer. Let's take all of our longing, all of our aching, all of our hopes, all of our joys. And let's bring them before God. And pray this prayer that Jesus taught us to pray together. Join me as we pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Good morning. My name is David, and we are the Lee family. Today's reading is from Psalm 90. We'll be reading from the New International Version. Please follow along as the text is presented on the screen. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn people back to dust, saying, Return to dust, you mortals. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or like a watch in the night. Yet you sweep people away in the sleep of death. They are like the new grass of the morning. In the morning it springs up new, but by evening it is dry and withered. We are consumed by your anger and terrified by your indignation. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your presence. All our days pass away under your wrath. We finish our years with a moan. Our days may come to 70 years or 80 if our strength endures. Yet the best of them are but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. If only we knew the power of your anger, your wrath is as great as the fear that is your due. Teach us to number our days, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us, for as many years as we have seen trouble. May your deeds be shown to your servants, your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Well, I have a, uh, a Mother's Day. This is not a good Mother's Day sermon. Let me just say that. It's, um, it's, it's a wistful sermon. It's, a, it's not an acute lament. It's, it, it's not super sad, but there's this wistful kind of melancholy uh, nature to it, especially the... the middle part of it that we'll get into. And it it's part of this series that we've been doing called uh, Sharing Loss and Sharing Hope. 
And uh, I know that I've gotten a lot of feedback on this, that it's been uh, helpful to many. And and then next week, we're going to start a, a short series called uh, Seeing Beyond This. And there is there is something to see beyond this. And we'll look at some passages in the Bible where God's people were uh, having to see beyond their current situation to something more hopeful. So uh, that'll be starting next week. Well, uh, up on the screen, you'll see our three phases here of outline this morning. And we're going to go from the focus on God in verses 1 and 2 to uh, the more melancholy part of the sermon, which is a focus on us. And then we're going to go to uh, the last part, which is actually pretty hopeful, uh, catching a second wind and how he, the writer shapes a prayer in that way. Uh, it's a prayer that we might want to uh, pray today, too. So let's get into that uh, first part and the focus on God. And it starts out with the word Lord. Uh, Lord, you have been our our dwelling place is how the NIV translates it. Uh, another, it could be refuge. Uh, you might see that in a translation. Or you might see home. And uh, we're going to focus in on, on the home, our dwelling place or our home. And this is written by, this might be helpful for us, but it, the psalm, at least, is attributed to Moses. And it, it sounds like him and Commentators have suggested that perhaps it's Moses at the very end of his life when he's on uh, Mount Pisgah, uh, which is east of the Jordan River, and he's looking uh, west towards the Promised Land. And 40 years of walking from Egypt, wandering in the desert, now he's on the edge of the Promised Land, and he's actually able to see it. And he's looking... This, was, this is what might suggest that wistful, longing tone, that melancholy tone, that he's able to see something that he can't. Um, if, you, if you know the story, he, he, the Lord does not allow him to go into that promised land. and It creates uh, some thoughts within him, perhaps, and maybe that's where the psalm... And remember, too, that Moses was pretty much homeless in those 40 years. It would have been a tent existence for him. 40 years of camping out, you know. So uh, that's, that's the context. And then this sense of home, uh, how important that is for us as human beings to have a home. And he calls the, the Lord his home. Now, the word Lord here is not, the, is not, the transla- it's not translating Yahweh, which is the personal name of God. This is a title. We're gonna, we'll come to Yahweh later in the psalm. But this is a title for God, meaning something like sovereign ruler. So, um, and he says, so sovereign ruler, you have been our home. And so for Moses, home was not a place, it was a person. And you can see that if he's looking across to that promised land, which he thought would be his home, or he had hoped it would be his home, he's seeing something more hopeful than that, maybe, that the Lord is his home. Well, home is... um, let me uh, quote or paraphrase at least Peter Berger, who is a famous sociologist who died a few years ago, who was at Boston University for years. And I've read some of his stuff. And he wrote a book called The Homeless Mind. And in that book, he contends that modern people in general, at least 
Western modern people, that would be us, have a homeless, a sense of homelessness that they carry with them. And that homelessness comes out of the anxiety, uh, in large part, that they feel from being autonomous or cut off uh, from other people and from God and from the traditions of the past. And they're, they're homeless in the sense that they have to define their own lives uh, rather than receiving life as a gift and a place, uh, a, a gifted place to be and to come and belong. And, and you, th- you think about what a home is. Uh, it's that that place where it's a place of safety and security and it's a place of shalom, peace. It's a place where hopefully we can have a great sense of belonging. And as Robert Frost said, it, home is that place that when you go there, they have to let you in or take you in. You're, you're one of them. And I think we also realize intuitively that uh, you can have a huge house, uh, a palatial mansion, and still be homeless. And so for Moses, he is realizing that his home is in God. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. And then secondly, in that second verse, he says that that God is eternal. He is from everlasting to everlasting. So Moses is, is really proclaiming that he has an eternal home. In, in the Lord. And um, so the psalm does start out very hopeful. And we might think of God as a line that has no beginning and no end. There was no time and there will be no time where God ha- didn't exist or will exist. So um, that's the focus on God. And nothing there that would bring us down. But as he goes into the psalm, verses 3 through 9, we do, in fact, uh, we are contrasted with God. And it's not a not necessarily a pretty uh, picture for for us humans, as as Moses does that. He takes uh, a couple of metaphors here. He's trying to say that we're transitory in nature as humans, as opposed to eternal, as God is. So he picks up with dust. First he says we're like dust, and then he says we're like grass. We're like grass. We look good in the morning, and then by evening we're withered and dry. And uh, he's, that's his way of saying that life is short. And... Uh, and then it, it gets even worse, I think, because he realizes that this Lord um, you know, is holy, and he's not just eternal, but he's holy, and our lives are a mess. And it gets even worse than that, is that our me- in our mess, we're accountable to the Lord. So you can see why uh, Moses is, is getting uh, wistful as he compares the eternal life of God, which is like this line that goes on forever, with our sort of dot existence. We're, we're just a dot, and we don't do dot very well. We don't live in that short space of time uh, in a way that's consistent with, with the way the Lord lives eternally. So all of this brings this sort of wistful spirit, uh, wistful tone to the psalm. And um, I wanted to uh, reflect on that as... I've been reading this psalm this week, last week or two. I've been reading this psalm and others. And in the morning, as I'm reading at home, uh, Patty is, uh, she does this thing now with our grandson in Maine. And she, each morning, um, there's the FaceTime call. And uh, there she, she's reading to him. And she's been reading Winnie the Pooh. Well, that was a favorite of mine when I was a kid. And... So I'm reading this psalm, and I start, it, it, you know, it's hard to focus when you hear 
uh, somebody reading, and she's a good reader. And there's characters in there that are so rich. Uh, and so I, I, I did a little research on this. I, this will come back into play here in a sec. But uh, psychologists have had fun with this story and, and, and identifying some uh, psychological categories for the characters. So Winnie the Pooh is OCD, and he has an eating disorder. If you know anything about Winnie uh, the Pooh, Pooh Bear, he loves honey, and he's always thinking about it, so there's that. And then Piglet has a general anxiety disorder. Most I, I saw a couple places where they agree on that. And then uh, another character would be Tigger, who would be what, ADHD, right? If you remember who Tigger is in that story. And then you've got... Uh, of course, you've got uh, Eeyore, right? And Eeyore is just plain depressed. <laughs> That's what we can say about Eeyore. And I want to I want to say this: Patty does all those voices really well, and but she she specializes in Eeyore. Now, that's not. I just want to say this: that's not because of her nature. She is not Eorian by nature, but she just is able to do Eeyore really well. She makes Eeyore into a very lovable character. Um, so as I was listening to her read about read the story to her grandson, bring this back, uh, I, I sensed in Moses this Eorian voice. He's just it's it's really sad. So let me read to you. It'll be on the screen, verses nine and ten, and you'll see if this doesn't sound like Eeyore. I don't I don't have the the great voice for Eeyore, but all our days pass away under your wrath. And he's speaking to God. We finish our years with a moan. You know, I can just, you know, that's a, a moan. The length of our days is 70 years, or 80, if we have the strength. Yet their span is but trouble and sorrow, for they quickly pass and we fly away. Well, happy Mother's Day uh, from Moses, everybody. Isn't that a good word? All of our, they're like a moan. We just—it's like this huge sigh, that, and or we just say a big uh, alas, you know. And that's the nature of, of this psalm. It's not a—it's—it's it's not a huge, uh, acute lament, but there's just this sadness to it. And uh, so let's get to the. Uh, this is where the psalm takes a turn, and this would be the getting that second wind. And Moses needs a second wind right here. And he finds it. And so uh, I wanted to read to you. Well, I'm going to get some of these verses up on the screen, but we'll start with verse 12. This is where it seems to turn. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Numbering our days. And I, I, I had to do it. I was just so curious. I wondered if there was a website that where I could figure out how many days I've actually lived. And there is. So um, if you want to, you'll probably figure it out if you if you use your browser. But today, this would be May, May 10th of 2020, is my 24,477th day. And uh, isn't that amazing? So you can figure it out for yourself. But... That's a lot of days. And, and what, what Moses is saying here is to make each day count. 
make each day, I don't want to, maybe special is, we could use that word, but it's more like make it count. Because our, our lives are, are very short, even though almost 25,000 seems like a lot when you compare it with the line of eternity. It's really short. <clears throat> and so uh, what, what Moses is saying is that, Lord, I want to, I want to have uh, days that count. <laughs> I want my life to mean something, and that's, and I want that wisdom, that 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 wise way of looking at each day. And I think that's really uh, doesn't that seem important for us today? I, I know that Patty and I we have this kind of it, it, it's it's humor, but it's it's a, a coronavirus humor, I guess you'd say, where I'll ask her the question. Hey, honey, uh, what are you going to do today? And her answer might be, well, what did I say yesterday? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I'll try to remember that, and she'll say ditto that then. And, and it, 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 it's a way of laughing at ourselves in these days. But the, sometimes we laugh because we're um, covering up something that we, we don't want to really see. And I just think it would be a, a good thing for us to acknowledge that you know, Groundhog Day all over again, or whatever you, whatever your metaphor is, that these days just seem to mush together. And uh, we're so thankful right now for this weather that at least we can have that kind of light in our lives. And so uh, consider this a word for today in that sense, that to, to number our days, to, to make each day count unto itself and to take each one as it comes. Well, the way Moses does this is he mentioned earlier the word for Lord was, was sovereign king or sovereign ruler. And now it's, it's the name he calls on in verse 13. And I'll get that up on the, on the screen for you, but I'll read verse 13. Relent, O Lord, how long will it be? Have compassion on your servants. So he begins his prayer here with Naming God with his personal name, the personal name for God is the only personal name that God gives us in the Bible, is that name Yahweh, which is translated here, Lord. And Yahweh is known as the God who makes promises and keeps them. He is the covenant-keeping God. He is the God of faithful love, the God who has been faithful in the past to for the Israelite, it meant the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he is a God that you can come to who wants to be in your life. So as opposed to the the, the name, of, the title of God we had earlier, that gave us an, a true picture. It didn't give us the full picture. We, we need the Yahweh name of God to understand that this is a God who loves people who are in a mess Yes, we are. And we are accountable. Yes, we are. Back to the earlier part of the psalm. And yet he loves us still. And he wants to be involved in our lives. So that's the Lord that Moses is praying to. And it brings such hope uh, to to Moses and to us. So this is where he catches his second wind. And he's going to pray for a couple things, uh, more than a couple, but I'm going to focus in on two that I think are really important for us. And um, he prays in verse 14. I'm going to read that for you. Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. 
Do you hear that? Do you hear the tone, the change there in the tone of the psalm? It's almost like uh, Eeyore has been transformed into Tigger, uh, if I can use that, those characters. There's just something wonderful here about what's happened inside of, and satisfies in the morning. The morning is the time of new beginnings in our lives. And the, the first part of the psalm was more of an evening reflection. And now you have this sense of new hope. And there, there's something new that God wants to do as he comes, uh, as Moses comes to Yahweh to pray. And this joy, isn't joy what we are looking for in our days? And joy is what makes each day count and, and be fruitful in and of itself, where we aren't just looking to the future and we're not looking back to the past, but we experience joy today. And to remember that God is the source of joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength, says Nehemiah. And that just to use your, your imagination in the sense of seeing God as a joyful being, there is no more joyful being in existence than God. He is the source of joy. So that's renewing. And it's, it's renewing to Moses. It should be renewing to us. And it's an invitation for us to pray for that in this psalm. But he also prays for something else, not just joy. As he gets to, towards the end of the psalm, and uh, this would be verse 17, and it'll be on the screen for you. May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. And the word for favor there is also translated beauty. It can go either way. Either the favor or the beauty of our Lord God rest upon us. Establish, and here, here he repeats himself, which is a Hebrew way of, of um, uh, for emphasis. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Uh, so for joy, but now he is praying for God in whose favor he is seeking, in whose beauty he is longing for, perhaps. He is asking God to confirm the work of his hands. And he repeats it. So this is whatever he's doing with his efforts in life. He wants that to count. He wants it to be something that Matters, And in our days that seem sort of run together, we need to know that whatever we're doing matters. And we, of course, we have a choice in that. We can choose to do things that don't matter. But Moses has been choosing his whole life to do things that seem to matter. And yet, you know, he spent all of his life working hard to get the, the children of Israel to this place. And now he can't go in and he won't be able to see them go in. And he's wondering, <laughs> Does my life even matter? So you can see back to that wistful nature of the psalm. And he's praying, here's what he's praying for, that when he dies, because he's praying this prayer at the end of his life, when he dies, he wants to know that his work will go on. And that each day, the work that we do would have some connection with this eternal God that brings meaning to our lives, is what he's praying for. Well, um, at, so at the end of Moses' life, he prays for joy in the days that he has left, and he prays for 
the meaning of his work to go on. And I just think those are, it's a great prayer for us today um, that we would desire those same things that, that bring us out of that place where we just feel like a mess that's accountable to a holy God. It lifts our spirits to know that this God who we are accountable to loves us so much. And um, Moses says, you know, he may not have had any idea how his prayer would be fulfilled. But ultimately, ultimately, that nation that he had stewarded to that point in their journey, they went into that promised land and they lived there and they were accountable and they were messed up. And there's the whole story of Israel. But at the it kind of the, the ultimate moment, that work that Moses put together of that nation gave birth to a Messiah, Jesus Christ, who became the hope of the world, who is the one who invites us to come home, to be at home with him, to belong to him. And just knowing that Moses had that prayer answered in that way that we connect with or we can connect with brings great hope to our hearts today. So I'd like to pray for, um, I'm going I'm to pray specifically for joy and for meaning in our work in these days, and then also pray for our home in Jesus Christ. So would you pray with me? Lord, for today, just for this day, this Mother's Day, and for tomorrow. Uh, Lord, we remember who you are, that you are not just someone we're accountable to, but you're somebody who is faithful in love to us. You have shown that to us. And in that love, Lord, would you bring joy? Oh, Lord, you are the source of joy. And we would ask you to bring that to our lives today. And God, as we make efforts in life, even in these days to work or whether it's in the garden or something to do that would bless our, our uh, community and, and the world and the work that we do, Lord, confirm the work of our hands. Make it something that is lasting, something that we can be, in a sense, proud of. And um, for, for joy and, and for meaning, those are great things, Lord, but we also... We, we need that sense of home and we put our anxieties at your feet. We cast our cares upon you and give us that great sense of peace of being at home with you. And I just want to uh, ask anyone who has never said, Jesus Christ, I want you to be my home. I would invite you to pray that prayer right now and just, just, just say with the words of your heart, Lord, I want to come into your home. I want you to be my home. I want to have an eternal life that goes on forever. A home that doesn't just exist in this world, but goes on forever. And that can be your prayer this morning, on, on this day. So, uh, Lord, we give you thanks for all these things and the promises that are there for us in this day. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.